Welcome back to another episode of More Than Just a Recruiter. Extremely excited to utilize this platform to some of the top coaches within college basketball. Uh, it's big time for us to make sure that everybody's getting their just due. Everybody's getting the amount of recognition um, that's deserved. And, you know, this guy that's on with us today is, is he's been around for a very long time. He's had great success. And we're going to talk about some of that success. Uh, but I'm really excited to talk about his path and his journey. With no further ado, I introduce you guys with Shane Nichols. Shane, how you doing, coach? I'm good, man. Justin, I appreciate you having me on, man. It's 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 a good time. I'm, I'm uh, excited uh, to talk to you tonight for sure. Yeah, so I mean, you you've you've had an interesting journey, and I think that it's important to talk about kind of where you've been at, um, your transition from being a big time player to the coaching side. And there's a couple other things I want to touch on. Uh, but before I jump into that, I think that there's a lot of people that know the name. Um, there's a lot of people that know you, a lot of people that know your brother. But to those that maybe don't know you as well as they might think they do and might just know you in, in passing and those that maybe haven't encountered you yet, uh, first question for you really is, you know, who is Shane Nichols? You know, what, if you had to answer that question for somebody that had never met you before, what would your answer be there? Um, you know, I, I would I would say I'm a laid back guy. Um, you know, quiet at first, but once you get to know me, um, you know, I'm always joking, always playing around. Uh, you know, hard worker. You know, I've, I've had that instilled in me as in the as you know in a, at a young age. Um, big on family. Uh, really, really, you know, enjoy being spending time with the family, fam, and um, you know, really. Really enjoy that. So, you know, hard worker, laid back, family oriented guy. Awesome. Awesome. And, and you talked about being a family oriented guy. Uh, so it, it's interesting that now you're in a situation where family literally is is a strong bond that's holding you together with your head coach. You know, he's your younger brother. You've had the opportunity to be along with him throughout this journey and throughout his transition, be somebody he can lean on and vice versa. You know, talk to me a little bit about the excitement that you have with teaming back up with him and, and have an opportunity to, to be with your brother there during this part of his journey. Yeah. Well, um, you know, we, we kind of got into the business around the same time. Uh, I think I was a year ahead of him, uh, but, you know, really, you know, just watching, you know, our, our ascension in the business, uh, he was, I think he was at Wofford at the time, uh, my alma mater, and I, I also coached there. Uh, but I remember, I remember he called me and he said, "Hey, listen, you know, I got this opportunity at Louisiana Tech. Uh, what, what do you think I should do?" I said, I, "I'm gonna be honest. Like Mike White's a hot upcoming name. You got to do it. You got to do it. You never know where he could be uh, a year from now." And uh, it just so happens he went and uh, they won the league and he got to Florida, and so. Um, you know, just just running things by, off each other, uh, you know, all the time, recruiting um, strategies, uh, you know, what have you in the coaching business. Uh, we we really, really leaned on each other heavily. And so, you know, we talked about it when he got the job here. Uh, you know, we we see each other once, um, once, maybe twice a year. And, you know, it's on the road recruiting, sometimes at Christmas. Um, and, and the, the big thing, you know, I talked about family, the big thing, um, that you sacrifice, you know, in the profession, 
is family and, and family time. So when this opportunity came about, you know, I couldn't I couldn't say no. I couldn't say no. You know, when you when you have your brother say, hey, man, you know, you ready to come home? Uh, you know, I, I couldn't turn it down. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, you know, having the opportunity to team up with your brother and like you said, spend more quality time, more family time. Um, have that chance to be back with him, be uh, connected with him, and ultimately aid in his success as you guys continue on this journey together, as you guys continue to grow in your careers, um, having an opportunity to help navigate and get him to where he's ultimately destined to be at, as well as at the same time getting yourself there, I think that's huge. But before we jump into that, I know we talked a little bit about it. I briefly you know, mentioned it, but I think it deserves a little bit more than just uh, a brief mention. You know, at Walford, you know, you, you scored almost 1,500 points. You know, you were uh, a, a legend there on the court for Walford. At what point during your, your playing career did you identify that, you know what, I think I, I want to move on and transition to the coaching side. Uh, talk to me a little bit about the, the transition from – playing to coaching and being able to walk away from a dominant playing career and now you know have a dominant coaching career as well? I would say probably the end of my junior year is when I started thinking about it a lot more. I, uh, I didn't know when I wanted to coach, but I knew at some point I did. Um, so, you know, as a college player, you think you're going to play for a long time. Well, I had, after, after my junior year, I had my second knee surgery. Um, so, you know, I felt I felt my body really like kind of slowing down. Uh, but I knew going into my senior year, I wanted to play and I wanted to you know, try to play the professional route before I did any any coaching. So, uh, finished my senior year, played a season in Israel, um, overseas, and you know, I had an opportunity to go back to the Middle East. Um, to play, and I want to say it was Iran, and I didn't really want to do that. Um, so, you know, I came back, lived in D.C. for a little bit, you know, did some did some different jobs. I kind of fought it. I kind of fought it at the time. I was like, man, I, you know, I kind of still got the itch to play, but you know, I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, I don't want to go in the Middle East. And so, uh, you know, I really, uh, I really did some soul searching there. I came back home, came back here to Radford. Um, I started helping out with our high school, and that's when that's when I was like, man, yeah, this is what I want. I'm, I want to do this now. And so, spring hit, spring hit, and Coach Young had an opening, third assistant opening, and uh, I talked to him. You know, it was it's so crazy. Everybody has these stories about about uh, their start and how much money they made. Well, I made five thousand dollars a year. Um, as a third assistant at Wofford for two years. So, you know, I really, really, uh, really struggled for a little bit, but, but it was, it was all worth it at the end, you know, just being able to gain that experience of recruiting and, and coaching on the floor. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, that, that struggle is vitally important. I think a lot of people don't understand and don't realize the value of struggle. Um, and it teaches us things about us that, you know, success won't allow us to learn. So you know, there's a lot to be learned during the period of struggle. And also, you know, it takes a lot of commitment to be able to say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to coach for, you know, $5,000 a year. You know, that's, it's clear that that meant that there was a large level of passion um, 
and a large level of desire from you to be the best you could be if you're willing and able to, you know, sacrifice a little bit and, and step to the side and say, okay, you know, it, it is what it is. It's not quite, you know, what what ideally I would like to be making, but you know, I love what I'm doing and, and I'm fighting to to, you know, navigate through this process and through this journey. And as you were getting started, you know, who would you say are some of the mentors, some of the guys that you leaned on to help you to navigate through this career and help you to get started along your journey? Um, definitely my dad. Um, he, he really instilled a lot of hard work in us from the, from the beginning. Um, he was actually, you know, a really good player himself. He was a, a NAIA All-American um, at Berea College in Kentucky. And so, you know, he really taught us the game. Um, he taught us, you know, how to work, how to, you know, how to get a scholarship, you know. So um, definitely him, definitely my high school coach, uh, Rick Cormany. He's one of the most winning coaches in Virginia, um, high school basketball. Uh, you know, so I really leaned on him a lot. Obviously, Coach Young, who, who uh, you know, I'm forever grateful for, for helping me get my foot in the door in the business. Uh, and then, you know, when I was there, when I was there, uh, the other two assistants uh, really did a lot of, a lot of uh, good things as far as helping me grow uh, and teaching me a lot of things when they didn't have to. Uh, one was Mark Prosser, who's actually the head coach at Winthrop, and the other is Paul Harrison, who's the associate head coach at Bucknell now. And so they did a good job of really helping me, um, you know, learn, learn as I mean, learn on the job and 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 grow as a as a coach. That's awesome, and I think one of the things that you know, I've learned kind of in my journey is the guys that have been the most successful are guys that had somebody to lean on, somebody that's been through the journey before, traveled, you know, the path that they're headed on, can kind of give them guidance to say, okay, you definitely want to do this and you might want to try and avoid this route. You know, I went this route and it, and it extended my journey. So having somebody that you can lean on to help guide and navigate you through that, and it sounds like you you had a couple people you can lean on. Um and obviously your brother, right? Being able to run things by him and what do you think about this? And, you know, he understands intimately what you're going through on a daily basis. So he his advice isn't going to, you know, he, he's going to be able to give you that solid advice. Um, you know, one of the things I, I guess I really wanted to touch on, um, and it's something that I hear all the time, we, we constantly talk about and everybody wants to find that player or discover that player that nobody else has found. And, you know, I think that that's something that, you know, every coach has that one that they say, hey, I knew him before anybody else. Or I found him before anybody else. And, you know, John Morant came to play for you guys at Murray State. Uh, and at the time, nobody really knew who he was, right? right. And I think that there's a lot of value in the ability to identify talent, um, the ability to, to, to identify a player that has the ability to play at a high level that maybe is flying under the radar for one reason or another, um, and nobody really knows about him. But for me, what's most important is the development of that player, right? Like, I think that you know, if you've been around the game of basketball long enough, not saying everybody can accurately identify talent, but... John Moran is a, uh, he's a generational talent, right? He's one of those guys that if you look at him enough times, you'll be able to say, hey, he can definitely play at the Division I level. For me, I think it's important to talk a little bit about his, his development. Um, and, you know, he's been quoted as saying, you know, I appreciate Coach Nichols for everything he's done for me. He always kept, me, kept it real and held me accountable. 
he played a big part in my progression during my sophomore season. The sophomore season that led him into being um, uh, an NBA lottery pick and led him into eventually being a, you know, rookie of the year. So, you know, talk to me a little bit about what that meant to you to be, you know, tasked with his growth and development, what it meant to you to kind of be able to guide and navigate him on that journey. Well, you know, I'll never, I'll never take credit for, you know, his, his development. You know, I'm I'm just blessed to be a part of the, part of the story. You know, it's just unbelievable you know, feel good story from him and his, his parents and his path. But, um, you know, I, I would say, you know, my past experiences have helped me get to this point to where, you know, I am trusted, you know, to, to, to help, help these guys progression. Um, you know, I was a self-made player myself. Um, so, you know, I, I wasn't, I wasn't the fastest. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't the quickest. I I had I, I had a quick first step. I will say, <laughs> but my second and third was slow. <laughs> so, um, you know, definitely definitely didn't uh, you know have the natural abilities, but I had to I had to work for it. You know, everything I got. So, I knew how to develop myself. So when I first got into the business, I did a lot of things that I did with our players, and you know, just to be able to help them get better with shooting, you know, the, the ball handling, all that stuff. And so, you know, the guys at Wofford, you know, the guys at Niagara, uh, Hofstra, and even the guys at Murray before Ja, um, you know, I was all part of their development and progression. And, you know, took pride. I took pride in trying to help them get better. You know, if, if that wasn't the case, um, I couldn't help Ja either. You know, so, um, you know, you just just think back to the past experience to get you to that point. Um, you know, we did a lot of things. The difference between Ja and a lot of those guys is Ja picked up on a lot of stuff the first time I said it. Um, he, he he was he was elite, you know, uh, as far as like you goes, you know, picking up things and, and doing it right away. So, um, you know, I had to come up with new things for him to do. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So, you know, you, you talked about being a self-made player and a player that, you know, just really locked in and thrived on development and thrived on getting better and how that's assisted you and aided you in your journey as a coach um, and being able to develop and help players get better. Talk to me a little bit about that, that coaching journey. And I guess the development that you've encountered during your journey, you know, as you've gone from, you know, that first year, you know, third assistant, right. um, To where you're at now, kind of what are the, some of the things that, you've done to get better and to become a better coach and, and some of the things that you're looking to continue to, to improve on? Well, the one, th- the one thing that I did have coming into to college coaching was the ability to relate uh, to players and the relationships, uh, you know, the ability to get people to trust, you know, what, you know, what I said, what I was doing, uh, you know, coming in, I knew the game, I didn't know all the ins and outs of coaching as far as, you know, strategi- strategizing, um, things like that. So that stuff, you know, I leaned on the other assistants and I watched them and I, and I you know, I studied it um, to get better at. But as far as, you know, the relationships go, I think that's the most important part to get 
to help guys develop. Because if they don't trust you, if they don't believe in you, all right, they're not going to do it. They're not going to, they're not going to buy in. And so, you know, that's the first thing, that's the first thing that, you know, I was able to do coming into Wofford was to get the guys to buy in, get the guys to uh, believe in me as a person before anything I said. Awesome. Awesome. And I, and I think that, you know, the old saying goes, you know, they, they have to know the kids have to know that you trust and believe them. They have to know that you love them before they care about what you know. Um, and, and having that buy-in, having that commitment from those guys of that level of understanding that coach is in it with us. Coach has been there. He's experienced it. Um, you know, that's, that's awesome to hear. Um, as you've navigated through that journey, you know, obviously we, as we go through our coaching journey and as we go through our journey of life, we begin to identify with who we are uh, and, and what we are and what we stand for. When you think about your coaching philosophy, what would you say is kind of your, you know, Shane Nichols coaching philosophy, Shane Nichols kind of, you know, this is who I am on the floor. This is who I am off the floor when dealing with these young men. Uh, but this is just my philosophy when it comes to coaching. I would say, you know, definitely going to be trying to be the hardest workers on the floor. Um, we're going to be the hardest working team. Um, we're definitely going to be team oriented and buy into each other. Uh, those are probably the two biggest things. Um, you know, the strategy stuff will come later um, as far as, you know, who, uh, what, what offense, what defense, um, you know, um, out of bounds plays, all that stuff. The two biggest things for me is 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 how hard are we going to work, and are we going to buy into each other? And those are the things I'm going to get across from day one is to be able to do those things. Um, you know, the character is important. You know, I don't want to I don't want to get a call at two a.m. every night. You know, worrying <laughs> about you know um, you know this guy's done this, this guy's done that. Um, you know, I'm I'm you know we're I'm trying to help them. You know, there, there's there's some guys that you say, you know, you want to take under your wing and say, hey, you know, I can help this kid. There's other guys that, hey, we'll get you fired. <laughs> you know, so yeah. you got to make sure, you know, you, you really uh, do your homework on that. But, you know, the character, the hard work and the buy in is the biggest things. Awesome. Awesome. And I think that. You know, you, you touched on it, character being vitally important, being paramount even. Uh, if you have the right kids, you know, regardless of how talented they are and how good they are, like you said, they can either A, get you fired or cause you to lose games because they can become a, a cancer within the locker room. Um, it's important to, to find and recruit the right guys, which leads me to my next question. Um, COVID has caused us all to adjust in one way or another. I, I've talked to families. I've talked to parents. I've talked to players grassroots coaches, high school coaches, and everybody seems to be extremely uh, nervous about the landscape of recruiting through COVID, through the pandemic, um, the landscape of, you know, hey, how are these coaches going to find us? There's all these question marks. There's, you know, especially for these, these seniors uh, that just graduated and the rising seniors in the class of 2022, there's a lot of questions. So I have a two-part question. Number one, uh, does, how has your recruiting and your approach to recruiting changed as far as finding players and identifying guys that you know are the right fit for Radford not necessarily finding everybody but finding you know that that Radford type ball player um and then two just how has COVID-19 caused you to adjust um it caused you to really you know be able to 
work through, you know, whatever situation comes your way, knowing that last year there were quarantines and things like that. How has that situation allowed you to, to be able to pivot and maybe even made you better? Yeah. So for as far as the recruiting goes, uh, we're watching a lot more film. You know, we've gathered, you know, a ton more. Obviously, you can't go out. So, you know, eight to ten games, you know, highlights, whatever we can get our hands on, you know, we'll watch, uh, you know, because you got to be thorough. And then, and then as far as you can't be face-to-face, um, you know, to, to get a feel for, for a guy. Um, so you got to call a lot of people, um, you know, one more phone call. We say one more phone call. Just make one, one more phone call uh, to, to try to, to try to uh, get get to where you can see what this what this guy's about, and so um, a lot more film, probably a lot more phone calls, um, a lot more research is done um, since since COVID hit uh, to help us in recruiting. Absolutely, and, and I think that that's you know that's kind of been the constant that I've heard from from guys and, and girls also on on the women's side is that, you know, they've got to do a lot more work on their end. Um, They're watching more film. Uh, They're having more of those conversations. For a young player that may be watching this, that's trying to catch your eye or trying to catch the eye of Radford University, what would your recommendation be for them of how they can draw your attention, how they can get on your radar and get on your your list? I think, think too, the the other thing that that, um, probably would have helped you know, now that we can go out, it's a little probably a little bit different, but we're still going to watch a ton of a ton of film. But just having a backing, you know, people pushing your name, pushing your content out, um, you know, to get to get a coach's attention, uh, help helped a lot. Um, you know, so um, for instance, we we signed we signed six guys this this spring. Uh, when we first got here, um, so we did. We made a lot of phone calls, um, did a lot of research, watched a lot of film, um, and we talked to we talked to a bunch of the guys in their circles. And so, you know, we're always wondering, well, well you know, guys say they say they work hard all the time. People say this guy's the hardest worker. This guy's, you know, he's the hardest worker I ever came across. Well, well, who are you comparing that to? Um, are you comparing it to the guy that's not going to play college basketball? You know, you probably work hard, you know, compared to him. Um, and so we like to, we like to get stories. We like to give story, get stories on why or, or how this guy is who you say he is. And it's hard to, it's hard to, you know, on the spot, make up a story about, <laughs> you know, a guy that that's worked hard or, you know, the guy that's a, it's a great character guy. That's awesome. And, and I've heard you say character, you know, multiple times throughout this conversation. So I think that's big for, you know, the young players that are watching and understanding how vital their character is to um, the the decision of a coach to recruit them or, you know, getting stories from their coaches, from people around them that go deeper than just saying, hey, he's a great kid. Well, tell me why he's a great kid. So you know, I think that's important and encouraging uh, for these young players to understand that, it's deeper than what you do on the court. It's, 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 
it far uh, exceeds that 94 feet, and coaches are looking for you know, a lot more than just talent on the floor. So uh, I appreciate you uh, giving me that. I think that that's important for these young men to understand. I think a lot of us, you know, they, they start to kind of feel like, okay, well, hey, I can play. So, you know, the rest of it doesn't matter. And I think that it's, it's more important now than ever that they be good, well-rounded kids. No, you said it because um, I say this all the time. There, there are tons of kids that are talented enough to be here. They're, they're good enough to be here. It's the little things that separate them. Um, you know, how important to, how important is it to you? How hard do you work? Um, do you, you know, do you have the grades? You know, all those things, you know, either, you know, make or break you. And, 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 you know, you get it all the time. Hey, this kid, this kid can play in your league. This kid can play there. He probably can't, he probably can't, but, it's those other things that we're looking for that separate and maybe, maybe, you know, take him to, you know, to the NBA or, you know, he, he flunks out. So. Right. Yeah. I mean, no doubt. And, and, you know, you've had the experience of having NBA players on your roster. You've had the experience of having um, guys that play overseas. And obviously as all of us do, you have a story or two about you know, somebody that didn't quite make it because they fell short. And I think that, um, that's something that makes it unique for you as a coach in this business is, you know, those guys are able to come to you and you're able to give them real world examples. Hey, I can show you what happens when you don't do A, B, C, D. I can point yeah. right there in that direction. And mm -hmm. I can also point right there in that direction. If you do do A, B, C, and D, like you talked about John Morant and his IQ and his, you know, his willingness to learn and get better. Well, Hey guys, if you, you have that guy given ability, if you're able to tap into this, this is what you can possibly become. So I think that that's vitally important. That's an advantage you have in this business. Um, as you think about the future, obviously you've been around, you've been in the industry for, for a while. You want to be where your feet are, especially in a situation where, you know, your brother's a head coach there. You want to see him successful. You want to, you know, help him uh, to, to win, the, win the league, get to the NCAA tournament. You know, those are all goals that every single year are, are going to be part of the Nichols family conversation and the Radford conversation. But when you think about, you know, five, 10 years from now, what are some of the goals that you've set for yourself personally? Um, you know, at the end of the day, you everybody wants to be, wants to be your own head coach. And, and you know, that's, that's the goal. If, if that's not the goal, um, you know, what are you, what are you doing this for? Um, you know, but at the same time, um, every stop that I've been at, um, you know, the coaches have let have 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 molded me to to move over to that next seat. So Walford, Coach Young, you know, he really, you know, left left me alone, let you do your thing. And um, you know, help grow your, your yourself. When I was at Niagara and Hofstra with Joe Mahalik, um, you know, he really he really pushed me to to be on top of my game. Um, every day. And so, um, you know, I got to learn, I got to learn a different way to do it. Um, also got to help rebuild a program because when we first got to Hofstra, it was four guys on the roster in late April and we were able to win 10 games the first year, win 20 the second year, the year I left, they won that they won, um, they won the league. Um, so to be able to, to have that experience is really valuable. And also, same thing with Murray to help rebuild that 
that program when they when we first got there, um, Cameron Payne was a lottery pick. They had four seniors that, um, you know, uh, four starters that were seniors. So it was like starting over there. Um, you know, when I got to Murray, um, Coach McMahon let me take over the offense. I was the offensive coordinator. And so, you know, to be able to, to give me a lot of freedom to be, as your tagline, be more than just a recruiter. Um, you know, they really, they really helped me in my development, um, you know, throughout my career. And so to the point where I've seen it done a bunch of different ways, I've been a part of rebuilding programs. I've been a part of, Hey, um, coach, we should, we should put this play in, we should put this offense in and we are actually doing it and it being successful. So, um, you know, it's nothing different here. You know, my brother has the ultimate trust in me, um, you know, and, and the thing about him is, you know, he's 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 made a lot of connections over the years. And so he's going to push, you know, our whole staff to, to to move over to that next seat. That's awesome. And, and that's a blessing um, on, on multiple levels. You know, I heard a bunch of things that you said there that stood out to me. One of them being is that, you know, the, the men along the journey with you have empowered you um, to take leadership roles and prepared you for what it's going to take to be successful as a head coach. I think a lot of times, you know, we say, hey, you know, there's not enough you know young black head coaches. There's not enough guys. But it's more to it than just getting the opportunity. Right. Uh, we have to be able to. It's like that corner three, you know, dri somebody drives and kicks. They can right. set you up perfectly, but if you haven't been in the gym working on it and you're not in a position to knock it down, you know, hey, maybe they shouldn't have drove and kicked. Maybe they should have drove and finished at the rim. So yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's definitely um, exciting to hear that answer from you because it lets me know that you understand and you've had that time to look in the mirror and say, okay, I need to, to improve on this. So great. My coach is giving me the opportunity to do that. You know, I want to work on this. So now you've had all those facets together. Uh, you know, most guys in their first job are going to have to rebuild a program that it just is what it is. You know, nine times out of 10, you're not going to inherit, you know, a team that, you know, was already winning and, you know, has, has all the pieces of the puzzle there for you guys to win conference. You're going to have right. to go through a rebuilding situation. So having the experience of rebuilding on multiple occasions and, you know, being able to go out and get players, but also being much more than a recruiter, you know, that that's awesome to hear. Um, I'm excited for the future for you. I'm excited to watch you continue to grow, excited to watch you and your brother simultaneously grow um, and build Radford, you know, or keep sustain Radford, you know, where, where they've been at for these last couple of years um, is it, obviously personal to you being, being home. Um, so, you know, excited to see you guys growth and development. I, I'll say this. I usually can get long winded and we'll talk uh, forever, you know, especially when I got somebody on the line that I, that I mesh with, you know, but yeah. I want to ask you, is there anything that I didn't ask you about that you'd like to mention, whether it be personally, whether it be, you know, thanking anybody along this journey that's helped you out or whether it be something about Radford? Um, you know, just about Radford, it, it, it's, it's a special special place for for me and uh, also my brother just to be able to come back and do it where where it all started from um you know and we're 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 excited to be here we're excited to to help you know continue what coach jones has built and try to take it to new heights um but you know i also want to i just want to shout out our staff they've, they've been unbelievable coach 
Coach James Heron, um, Coach Tim P, and Coach um, Jerry Marino. Um, it, it, it's you talk about family in this business. But this is a true family atmosphere with those guys, and uh, you know we mesh really well. And you know, hopefully, our player when they get here, our players see that and 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 you know really really take on that 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 same uh, that same mindset too. That's awesome to hear. That's awesome to hear. Well, I know you know you're getting ready, guys. Going to be on campus soon. Also, you guys going to be off campus. You're going to be out recruiting here soon. Um, so, hey, we're we're almost back to normal, and, and things are going to get back rocking and rolling. So, I appreciate you taking time, especially during this busy period, uh, to hop on and talk with me today. If there's ever anything I can do, or you know, the more than just a recruiter team can do, you know, we're here to support you um, and, and guys all across all levels. Um, I'm excited for this second season. This second season is going to be big time. You know, we're going to work on making sure that you know we have conversations and get to know you know guys not just at you know the high major level, but you know also all the way down through NAIA, junior college. I think there's a lot of guys that you know like like yourself came into the business hungry, ready, willing to learn, um, and they need somebody to kind of pat them on the back and say, "Hey, you know, good job. Let me help. Let me help. Let me uh, you know position you and put your name out there a little bit." And you know, I've I've watched from afar and I've seen some great things from you. I know that you'll be ready when that opportunity comes for you to have that first seat. But in the meantime, you and your brother are going to turn things around and and keep things rolling there at Raffer. So I'm excited for you with that. Yes, sir. I appreciate you, man. Definitely, definitely. Uh, <laughs> All right, man. Let's let's stay in let's stay in contact. Let's talk soon. But um, like, hey, just keep working, man. You guys are doing great things. I'm proud of you guys over there. Appreciate you, boss.